Hi, we are back to the Uncool Season 2, the podcast where we talk to people about the uncool side of being cool. Yeah, once again, I'm Sean. And I'm Yinling. And today we're talking about what it's like to actually go make your own independent film. So we have two production, com- uh, well, two feature films with us today. We have, uh, we have Christian and Jason, they did Jinami Tofu. Uh, they're from Banana Ma- Mana Films and Banana Mama? Banana, banana Mana. Banana Mana. If you're a gamer, you know Mana. Banana Mana. So banana comes from, you know, being uh, yellow on the outside by white, white on the inside, you know, because we were both uh, living in Australia and the US at the time and we, was, we, we just couldn't fit in anywhere. So we just called ourselves Bananas or people called us Bananas. And then mana did come from the gaming thing, but we just thought it sounded cute. So it was banana mana. Yeah, that'll never work. Well, what? they always think we're banana rama. Yeah, oh, I, I yeah. always just think of 80s music. <laughs> I'll just date myself. Sean and I met in 2000 on the set of Growing Up. Mm-hmm. That was my first acting gig in Singapore. So mm-hmm. I, I actually hailed from California, then New York, and then ended up in Singapore and fell in love with Singapore. So on and off, there was a three year gap that I uh, went and studied and lived in Beijing, and then I was going behind the camera, slow process in behind Qing. the camera. <laughs> yeah, in Qing, in Beijing. <laughs> um, wow. And so then I, I had known Jason because he had a similar path. We were both, you know, uh, trying to do our acting career thing here. And instead of complaining about the roles we're not getting and why aren't they good enough, we just said, well, we have to stop that. If we really want to act in projects that we would like to act in, then we have to learn how to create it. And it was kind of a long process. And then at the time we somehow got Yo Yen Yen and, and I had just come back from China. I was like, yeah, I want to act in Chinese. I got to <laughs> And of course, you know, what was great was that you, we had to record everything without sound. And then I had to ADR myself in Chinese. And then that's how we started on our mission. And of course, uh, we formed Banana Mana Films, went into like, it was just at the cusp of when uh, DL, DSLRs were Actually, prior to that, so HV, I think our first camera was the HV30, Sony HV30 camcorders. So we started in that sort of realm, and then it transitioned. We started a production company um, doing corporate videos using those cameras. Totally uncool. Totally uncool. <laughs> if you want to talk about totally uncool. But, but I'll tell you how uncool was is we, we were making no money. We, we had no experience, and we just said, hey, would you like us to shoot your corporate video? <laughs> the only cool thing was we said, we'll upload it on uh, onto the internet, and we'll try and get really good SEO, because nobody was doing corporate videos online. And we said, we'll shoot it. We'll just do it for free at first. So we, we would just pitch any client, go out, didn't know what we were doing, and shoot corporate videos. So yeah. the most embarrassing, most uncool things that we probably did was uh, the early stuff that we did, like you know, practicing and playing with cameras and uh, trying to edit it together, and you know, going, how do we edit a scene? Like, you know, and that was really uh, around that time was just the birth of YouTube, the birth of Facebook, yeah, and yeah. all that, and no one knew what we were doing, uploading stuff to YouTube at the time. And we started one of the first YouTube channels actually in Singapore that, that got partnership. I remember that, I remember It was called that, Banana yeah. Mana TV. Yeah. And we went around shooting these corporates, but also thinking to ourselves, we don't want to do this for the rest of our lives. Like this is, this is not so cool. What we really want to do is make films, which eventually you know, led to us at least getting some training in editing and camera work and all that kind of stuff and learning how to do it. And so eventually we convinced ourselves we've got to make a film. And then we started Banana Mana Films and uh, 
really uh, went into filmmaking, so to speak. But at, at that time, of course, it was still YouTube stuff and then a web series and then a web series that became a TV series. And then eventually we got the opportunity to do Jimami Tofu. I'm Ming Xiu and I'm the director, writer, producer, blah, 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 of Repossession, uh, an independent um, horror or genre straddling kind of uh, feature film. My name is Scott. Um, so along with uh, Ming Xiu, I, I, I co-directed. Uh, we wrote it together and we produced it together and, you know, everything else in between. Well, it's, it, it, it's a blend of genres yeah. of uh, like psychological horror and social drama. It's kind of interesting. Well, we think it's interesting in how we play with you know, what are the lines or boundaries of these genres? We have uh, Monkey and Ball, which is the m most unconventional name you can think of for a film company. Yes. Well, well, it kind of is like F&B, right? Like, okay, like we, we named it Monkey and Ball because like we were trying to go for like uh, an old English pub kind of name. So we went Monkey and Ball. Um, but why? Why? Oh, that, that's our Chinese zodiacs. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. So uh, he, he he he's born in the year of the monkey, and I'm born in the year of the well pig. But boar sounds nicer. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that makes you like twelve years younger than me as well. Hmm. Oh wait, pig. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Me too. Oh. Me too. Oh. So, oh. oh. Okay. I don't. Okay. <laughs> you could all be twelve and twenty-four years younger than me, maybe. Let's not go there. But Scott, you look familiar. You are also an actor, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, 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 I am, yes. Thank you. <laughs> how, do, how do you think it goes into the features now that, you know, we, you know the, the, the production distribution exhibition model has changed as well, especially for you guys having to you you know, be more independent and doing everything yourselves. Yeah. Um, what is that actually like? Actually, that's a good question for yeah, you guys. Like, yeah. how was your distribution, and what what were your challenges, and I mean, and, we, and what are your peeves? <laughs> what do you hate? <laughs> I I think the thing is that if you know all the challenges that you're gonna face going in, yeah. then you're probably never going to do it, mm. right? Yeah. Because they'll they'll seem insurmountable. But if you're going kind of semi blind, with like, oh, I think it's kind, it's probably like that. And then and you'll be completely wrong, but you'll at least get started. <laughs> right. I, there's a lot of truth in that. Ignorance is bliss, you know. But then you guys still do it again and again. I think the well, second we haven't time yet, so so maybe these guys can talk to that uh, point. Yeah. So, so why we, would you do it again now that you know? Now it's like, oh, I think I have a bit of experience. Let me do it. Try it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like from the first one, from from the first film. I think like we've learned a lot and uh, yeah that, that that's also why I think like like even if we like really go ahead with the second one like you know like it, w it wouldn't be so soon like it, it, we definitely you know like make sure like you know like foundations are all really there for this film mm. before like actually going on about it yeah yeah because I mean the the last thing you want is to gather your team and have them start work and then end up having to suspend. Which is exactly what happened. Okay, so what happened then? What happened then? Oh my god. Okay, yeah, so, well, basically, like, we uh, we had the idea, which actually really we, we were thinking, like, hey, let's, like, I graduated and then we were like, hey, let's make a short film. 
And then Ming-Chi had the grand idea of saying, why not make a feature film? I mean, that's just like three short films put together, right? <laughs> well, it's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Many people do that. You will learn so much more doing a feature film than a short film. That's yeah. true. And I mean, yeah, me coming from, coming from, you know, television and, and like, how hard could it be? Like, like, an episode of TV is like 20-something minutes. You put three or four of those together. I mean, I know how to put that together. Like, like we came up with the concepts, like a few concepts, and then like we're like, okay, right, next step. All oh, right, yeah, we forgot. We need money, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, so uh, we approached someone, and then like you know, it seemed promising, and then afterwards, like it got dragged on for a bit when we had already assembled a team, and they were they had already started work, and we had already like gotten like. Uh, an office slash storage space and then we got ghosted yeah and then we got ghosted <laughs> happens all the time yeah, yeah. and then the and then we had to pay like whoever had already started work like oh, out wow. of our own pocket first yeah. after that we just like went around begging for money from friends and family which is which you know later on we, we kind of realized it's absolutely not the thing to do there so. are proper channels and ways to get money for funding but when you're you know you're desperate that's the first few people that you go to yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. see the trauma that's yeah. on your face yeah. <laughs> yeah. why do you need retirement funds anyway <laughs> it must have been hard right? I mean, to explain to your like family and your friends like oh yeah I need money to go do this and they, you know and, and how, yeah, how, how do you even start such a conversation actually it kind of starts with I have a business proposal <laughs> Uh -huh. And and being absolutely shameless, <laughs> like. At a certain point, I think this the whole family will know you as oh. oh yeah. Is it my turn? Is it my the... turn now? The, the, he's, he's coming to he's coming for money. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, but you guys, so you don't want to do that really, because yeah. 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 Yeah, and it certainly doesn't help that like when you Google how do I get funding for my feature film, they say. If you are if you are gonna do if you're gonna make a feature film, you have to believe in it. So that means <laughs> ask money from your family and friends oh, because you have to believe in it. We, we were lucky because we we did a lot of struggling. So with all those corporate videos and all that, we we just knew that we sort of pieced it all together. We knew that sponsors needed to get you know advertisement out there, and so we we already sort of earmarked. Okay, who are the sponsors we want to get on board, and then how do we convince them that that what we do will make their products look good, right? So uh, we pivoted a little bit from those corporate videos to saying we'll only do corporate videos that uh, are scripted drama or you know scripted. So that helped okay. us sort of put us on the map and gave us the opportunity with Toggle because the commissioning producer saw all our short films and all the things that we were doing. You know, it was always what's the cutting edge of technology that could make us make our films and we would do reviews we would do you know low light tests we would just create content like that and then just put that out free so what ended up happening is as we educated ourselves like oh is this cool it was kind of like a tech review and we we're playing with that that helped us sort of forge those relationships with those brands mm -hmm. and so it was all along the lines of gearing up towards making a film so when the tv show happened you know, of course we went got sponsorship for that and then that was commissioned so that was good then we learned that the commission game is really tough because you have creatives telling you what to do because they hold the purse strings. And we didn't like that at all. <laughs> so then we said, what can we get away with uh, with very little, like $1,000?
which, you know, we, we have. And that's when we said, hey, there's this thing called web series. You know, we just made one, but there's a, what truly a web series is like, we will self-distribute and try and have people pay, like, <laughs> donate a coffee to watch it, which was a total failure, I believe. <laughs> and that's when we came up with Perfect Girl. And I'll let Jason continue the story with Perfect Girl. It's, it well, that was an interesting thing because we, we really uh, turned down a commissioned telly movie. So we went, we went through all the rounds of pitching and everything, and they finally commissioned something or said they would commission something that was kind of the eighth thing that we wanted to do. You know, like you've got all these ideas yeah. you want to do, and they went, yeah, yeah. all of them are crap, except yeah. this one's not so crap. <laughs> and that was the kind of attitude that we were faced with. And we just kind of felt, well, why do we want to make something that's kind of not so crap for you <laughs> after you've killed all our, our other ideas? And why don't we make what we really want to make instead? And so we turned down essentially a $150,000 telemovie to go and take $1,000 out of our bank. We, and we didn't have much in the bank and, and make this... Um, web series which we really wanted to make and 500 of it went to the only person really who was paid which was the actress and the rest was us and my wife and uh, our one intern who was paid every month you know um, and that was when we literally pressed record on every camera so we were using two or three cameras we would frame them up ourselves you know at least the Panasonic had a flip around screen so we could, <laughs> we could focus frame and press record and then have position the microphone which is on a stand and nobody believed us you know afterwards i'm just imagining you I'm just imagining you pressing like record then running to the front of the camera and acting and running back and pressing on record again More and then watching the playback when eventually it, it won some awards and stuff overseas and then we got picked up by netflix right we got in the papers because of that and no one believed us so we had all these people on reddit saying that these guys are lying that they either stole big borrowed or stole or borrowed hours from high-level sort of production houses that did all the posts for them because they can't have gotten that without, by, by just doing it themselves, right, at home. And I think people were just kind of, I, I guess they didn't want to believe that they could do it at home with a with a 10-year-old computer. And that, that's all we had. Like, we, we literally sat there and it, it took us a long time. Like, it was a three, four-month process, you know, sitting there editing. But we absolutely loved it. And, you know, to, to a certain extent, they were right in that we didn't pay ourselves, obviously. So that that's worth something. But you have your own time. Like, no matter what you do, you're always using your own time to do it, right? And you can't always say, well, I've got to pay myself, otherwise I won't do it. Um, so we just spent that time doing the best that we could and then sent it out there, no, not knowing anything, like, what's going to happen? Like, you know, we, we, we made this for almost nothing and we're probably going to get almost nothing back. But um, remarkably, you know, like, we sent it out and a few days later, the only... Two people, I think, paid for that coffee, which was we, we, we put it online and uh, we, we sort of, at the last two episodes, we said, pay $5 or something like that. Yeah. It was pay, pay us a coffee to watch the pay last two episodes. <laughs> and one of them was our friend. <laughs> and the other person was the founder of uh, Los Angeles Webfest. Oh, who nice. we sent it out to and I, I remember oh ringing Christian dude dude we told not only did we get five bucks <laughs> but the person who did it is, is this guy and the very next day his sort of underling or his assistant um, 
director to the festival rang us and said, um, you guys better come over because uh, we're going to give you some awards. Oh, okay, okay. But of course, we still have to fund ourselves to yeah, get over. <laughs> I mean, they're yeah, not going to yeah. pay us. It's a web series festival, which isn't taken too seriously right at the yeah. time. It was one of the oldest ones, but went to LA and everything. And we're like, what is this? Like, what, what are we going to get out of this? Anyway, we, we won a bunch of awards there, which was really nice. But at the end of the day, it's a certificate. You know, you stand yeah, up on stage. Yeah. It's nice. It was a nice feeling for us at the time. But then we came home. And then uh, we found out on Twitter that we won Toronto as well for Best oh, International shit. Series. And we were like, that was really shocking because it was all American series and Canadian. And we found out that they were all f- like fully funded, like up to, you know, 200, 500,000 US. Yeah, yeah. And they had massive teams. So all these like Hollywood looking productions with 50 people behind cameras and dollies, and massive things, all shot on film. You know, we were like, I bet we better not show them out behind the scenes because this is embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> but then they, they wrote, you know, like t- tweeted, congratulations, a perfect girl from Singapore. Um, so we won a few of those festivals in North America and gave us a little bit of confidence. It's like, maybe we're on the right track. Still no money, no distribution. How are we ever going to make this work? No one's going to pay for this online. Um, and then uh, we, we did all those markets, uh, ATF, you know, those film TV markets. And finally, we convinced someone to take it pretty much for free for a revenue share. So it was a streaming platform for, called Vicky. And um, uh, Vicky.com was quite big for Asian content. And they just said, we'll, we'll, we'll take it. Yeah, it's interesting enough. You want some awards. Okay, we'll take it and we'll do rev share, whatever that means. <laughs> we'll report to you how much you make every year. And you got to chase us oh. for those reports. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it was not the best deal in the world, but we had nothing. So we went with it. But then six months later, they said, hey, um, Netflix contacted us and said um, they'd like to pick up Perfect Girl because of uh, some of the news, I think, that we made and everything. But that was also, you know, very driven by us. You know, any time that anything happened, you've got to push it out there because no one cares. Nobody Obviously, writes. No nobody one really write, cares. Nobody writes press for you. You so, have to write your own press yeah. releases and, and then send it out there. contact them and say, "Hey, by the way, <laughs> this is this happened." You know. But I just want to say something about Perfect Girl because I, I think it's really important for anybody considering make, getting into this game. Uh, that w- that was the epitome of art for art's sake. It was the best of times. As a matter of fact, even making a future film, we look back at Perfect Girl and just say, when it was four of us running around, guerrilla style, just creating art, you know, doing the best you can with the equipment you have, you can actually think way out of the box and create greater things than what, what your resources are. And I think that was, I think that for anybody out there listening, it's just really go out and just do stuff that you want to make and create. Don't chase the dollars or don't chase, will this get me ahead in any sh- way, shape or form? Will it get you ahead of something that you want to create or something you want to do? And I think that's the important thing I just want to get out there. And we could have tried to fit it into a feature or tried to fit it into a, a genre that would sell more or something. But we just said, no, it just ends here. It's one hour long. It's neither a feature nor a short nor anything. It's not even a TV show. Like, I don't know if we'll ever be able to sell this. And I think that that is encapsulates everything um, in terms of Perfect Girl. Like, we had opportunities. We could have followed the career into, you know, kind of TV directing and all that kind of stuff, which would have been fantastic. Does that happen for repossession as well? When you Because you guys are going through the, the festival circuits now, like, I mean, many. I guess, like, with the festival circuit, they're a bit more friendly, I would say. 
So like as compared to Jason and Christian's uh, experience, um, yeah, well I mean, ish, ish. <laughs> <laughs> like we've Friend-ish. met some that are pretty nice. Okay, no, no. The the, the thing the, the thing is that when you wanna make your own thing or or you know, it, it's it's like acting, right? It it's it's. Like being an actor, you go for audition after audition after yeah. audition, and you kind of numb yourself to rejection. That's mm. true. And doing the festival thing is exactly <laughs> like that. I I I don't really like the festival. It's just it was so tough. It's so much money and it's so mm. tough. And you're right. Um, it's it's painstaking. You guys are like the that story is um, you know kind of the Facebook of filmmaking. Uh, the Mark Zuckerberg of filmmaking where you guys come out okay i've got what do you have how many pennies do you have you know <laughs> what's the journey like for repossession i mean you you said that it was like four episodes of tv you put together <laughs> well it was a yeah i mean it's but, but how, how was your process though i mean for that because you you had a lot more resources than four guys running around in i mean what what <coughs> what jason said is absolutely true that um you know um they were up against people with like huge teams and resources mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. sort of thing but I think what matters is actually you know you can have the gear but it's who's behind the camera who's who's doing that who's creating that well that's the key ingredient right yeah, yeah. and I'll even add on to that it's it's their reason for being behind the camera and I think what we learned as this beautiful filtration sort of system, which is, would it started out, which was, would you do it for free? That's how we made choices. Would you take this commission work or would you do a web series all on your own? Would you do it for free? And if you say, no, I wouldn't do it for free for the commission work, but I would do it for free for this web series, then you knew you were onto something that you truly wanted to do. That would help you with no matter what kind of equipment you had. So we took that one step further and say, would you pay for it? Which you all know you have to. Um, And then it was like, would you pay to make that commission work? Hell no. Would you pay to be a YouTuber? No way. Cranking out videos every week? No way. I wouldn't pay. But would you go fly to Japan and go shoot a feature film? Would you pay for that? And eat some of the most wonderful food and create... Yeah, absolutely. Sign me up. I'll pay. And we did, you know, like we were we were knocked back uh, many times by all the prefectures because we were just begging pre- prefectures for money, right? Just going to all the film offices and saying, hey, so you, you fund companies to come over and make shorts or make web series or make whatever. And it was a three-year journey to just keep going when we had nothing. But every year we came back, same people, and say, hey, hi. Ah, it's the Banana Mana guys again. They're going to ask for money. <laughs> they go, oh, can we take a picture? Can we take a picture? Because yeah. they have to report that they met so many companies. And, okay, okay, okay. They, they, they just entertained us for a little bit. But by the third year, the Okinawa prefecture entertained us a little bit more and said, hey, you know, we, we, we bring people over, you know, from Southeast Asia to... Uh, to see if they can make something in Okinawa to promote to Southeast Asia, right? Do you want to come? We're like, no way. <laughs> They're <laughs> truly asking. Yeah, of course we want to come. Um, and then they invited us by email. We thought it was a, we thought it was bogus. Uh, and, <laughs> but everything was, you know, you're, you're coming in February, right? We're like, 
no, this can't be true. This can't be true. Like, who are we? <laughs> they got the wrong company. Like, they don't know who we aren't <laughs> or who we are. Um, but the tickets finally a lot arrived. But it was like a week before we even uh, was supposed to. We got tickets. We got tickets, dude. We're going. Let's let's go. Um, and we went over. And really, they were just doing these little trips. Recce trips to bring people around, and they said, you know, would you do another web series and just focus on Okinawa sights and sounds and encourage people from Singapore to come? And we discovered later that, yeah, their prime target that year was Singapore. Uh, they wanted people from Singapore lined up yeah, to come and make something for Singaporeans to encourage them to go to Okinawa. And so that was how we, of course, then you we wore them down. We did, yeah. but, but 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 it shows you though. Sometimes, yeah, if you keep if you yeah. keep begging, always, always <laughs> they, yeah. one day it'll match their their objectives, and then uh, and then they. Well, it was still a long journey to get the money, and then then you had a long screening at Golden Village after that for, yeah, for two and a bit years. So that was another long journey too so everyone rejected us so we we opened in hawaii we got a distributor actually um in korea so we were really pumped we're like we got a korean distributor and this distributor was actually a company that distributed a lot of some of our favorite films as well man from nowhere um they are a big production company as well and they said we saw your film at uh, a film market and we like it we, we think we can do something but we've never distributed anything that's not korean before so we don't know like our clients might may or may not you know and there's no one famous in it you know so but she said i'll try and we and she she managed to get it into hawaii the film festival also saw it at 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 the Cannes film market they were doing presentations there and so we opened there and that was a big deal for us because it's our first really First film festival, right? First film, That's by the way. World premiere. <laughs> I don't know if yeah. you guys felt that, but the first time you finish the edit, you know, on your iMac or whatever it is, and you're watching it at home, you're going, is this even a movie? Like, it's just yeah. on my iMac. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. is this a movie or not? It's just long enough to be a movie, and we've seen a lot of those. Like, it's just 90 <laughs> minutes, therefore it's a movie. But I don't know. And we looked at each other and we're like, we don't know. <laughs> it, yeah. We like it. Will it even look good on a big screen? I don't know. Um, and it wasn't until we did a presentation because we had to show it to the prefecture because they paid for it. The prefecture oh, said, yeah. we're flying to Singapore to see it. Oh, yeah. Whoa, okay, okay. And we're going we're gonna to book a, a hall like the museum, a, a, a nice theater, and we'll, we'll watch it with some invited guests. And we're like, oh, no, dude. And uh, that that was pretty stressful because um, it was literally, I think, a week before we were supposed to screen it. No, it was a few days. A few days before we were supposed to screen it. To do the dry run, do all the tests. All our little clips, because we were doing them in 4K, right? All of them wouldn't output. Both our iMacs wouldn't output the clips, and we had them all in five-minute clips. (laughs) Uh, We'd kind of done the the, the final edit, right? But uh, our iMacs wouldn't output the whole movie. Because like, memory and that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Just, it just wouldn't do it. So we're like, oh, 
Uh, we had Holy to pull crap. Over to, to so we had to solve output it. it all in five minutes Chunks. or four minute clips <laughs> and piece it all together again and mi remix all the sound and yeah, everything with three days to go. So we were like, we didn't sleep for two days and then we finally got it there at the museum. But that was really nice. And maybe you guys can tell your story of the first time you saw it on a big screen because first time we actually saw it at the museum and they turned it on. We were sitting there by ourselves, you know, in this empty hall. And I, I, I kind of got goosebumps because I said, Christian, dude, it's a film. A like, film. it's film. Like, it's a big screen and it kind of works. Yeah. I think it's a film. Yeah. We made a film. I'm quite curious as well for repossession because I think a lot of your screenings, you can't be there because of travel restrictions and so yeah. on. Yeah. But what was because the first time you screened yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. on a big screen? Yeah. It was, you watched it first. Yeah, it was different, uh, different times. So mm. our first festival was uh, CineQuest. Oh, yeah, yeah. in uh, San, Jose. San Jose, California, yeah. mm -hmm. right? That was our world premiere. And I mean, it's a great festival. It, yeah. it's, it's very well known and, and, Absolutely. and that sort of thing. But on the other hand, you have this perception of what festivals are like, right? Mm. But then you don't realize that the festivals that you get your perception from are the hugest in the world. And you know, yeah, the and, 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 and so on. Yeah, yeah uh, where you've got all your, your tons of paparazzi and, and stars and <laughs> like that, right? No paparazzi, you didn't have a limo. <laughs> so, 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 so you went then, like, so we go there, and it's like, and it's perfectly nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. but weather no, like, was nice. Oh, the weather was fantastic. <laughs> We're talking about the We're weather now. About <laughs> oh, 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 okay. So, so this is, uh, okay. And, and we've got, and, and because it's also a big festival okay. with hundreds of films, right? Mm. It's, it's logistically speaking, they have to pick films to push. Mm. Yeah. And, and from a festival point of view, I'm going to pick the films that the, my customer base will respond to, right? Yeah. Which typically means like who's in it, who's done it, which country, sir, yeah. and that sort of thing, which is perfectly legitimate. Like I'm not blaming them for anything, yeah. right? Uh, but that also means that hundreds of other films don't get any promotion, they play. Mm. So is it like you're just there to make up the numbers? And, and maybe not, like but but you definitely get buried. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah, yeah. And and it's not through anyone's fault per se, right? But you know, you, you so so the thing is like like you get all pumped up for your world premiere, and you show up in a suit with your actor and things like that, right? <laughs> and then you see maybe like under twenty people in the theater. <laughs> Because it, it's also a midnight screening. Oh. And uh, honestly, the sound wasn't fantastic in that one. <laughs> Sorry, say that, say that a bit louder. <laughs> <clears throat> like the sound wasn't fantastic in that theater. But, but you know, we, but we had subsequent screenings at other theaters and, and, and I was able to speak to like, the projectionists before yeah. that. And, and, and they made sure that, that you know, everything mm. went well. Yeah. And we actually had more people uh, come to our other screenings, which were not at midnight, <laughs> uh, than we did at our world premiere screening. Probably had maybe, I don't know, somewhere between 100 to 200 people total over the four over screenings. Over the four screenings. Oh. Yeah. But it's, yeah. it's like, yeah, that, that first one, right? Where you expected Yeah, you go like, oh, but then after, after oh, that, you're I just kind of like, that. after that, you go in and you're like, 
Oh, there's more people than at the first screening. <laughs> oh, it's the wrong hall. <laughs> now, I guess now, now it's different. I mean, the subsequent ones you had, I, mean, I guess the, there was a lot of uh, travel restrictions already by then because of the... Uh, our second one was... Okay, so it was nice to watch on the big screen, but you know, it, it was tempered by, right. by that sort yeah. of emotion. Yeah. That was the first time you saw it on a big screen. I saw it, yeah. All oh, right. And then Scott uh, went to... Yeah, so like the, the, the next festival that uh, we got into, was it the second one? I can't yeah, remember. yeah, it was the second I mean, one. It was yeah. more than half a year later. They actually flew us over. Oh, that's yeah, cool. Oh. Yeah, that's because cool. like that year, like they wanted to... So this is 2019? Oh. 2019, oh. yes. Oh. So like it was in Poland. And it wow. was like an Asian film festival thing, yeah. and like they five wanted five flavors Asian yes. film festival. Five flavors Asian festival. film festival. <laughs> yes, just saying it closer. <laughs> yeah, shout out to them. Yeah, and so like they were basically like trying to make like the biggest like um, I mean that year they wanted to make the festival like really big like mm. compared to the other years, and so like they flew like a lot of people over, and uh, yeah, and they do that every year. Like, Wait, like even for the smaller ones. No, I mean they just grew over time, you oh, know. Yeah, but yeah, like yeah. our year, the guest of the guest of honor was Fruit Chan yeah. from Hong Kong. Oh. Oh. Yeah, the opening film was Fagara, um, right. by Hayward oh, Mark, uh, Hayward Mark, and it starred Sammy Cheng yeah. and Andy Lau. Yeah, you yeah. know. So so we were rubbing shoulders with. Yeah, yeah, we were. These we were. people. So this is a whole different experience. Than yeah, 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 whole yeah. Experience. In Poland, yeah. of all places. Did, did you yeah, know? it was nice. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and 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 compared to Cinequest, um, yeah, <laughs> packed. Wow. Yeah, and ah, so like 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 it was like gonna be like my first time watching it on the big screen. Wow. So we had to like uh, the the organizers were like, yeah, yeah, you can sit in and watch it if you want. And then we were like, okay, it's gonna be packed, right? So like, uh, middle. Yeah, middle row and mm. like middle in the middle, so I can hear everything. So we had to like put our put our jackets there, our yeah. bags there. I was like, no, it's taken. So was, yeah, so like so when 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 it started playing, and then I was like, oh wow, okay. So let me get this straight. You you, you positioned yourself in the sweet golden yes. triangle for the yes. best audio, right? Best audio okay. and best oh, yeah. picture oh. and everything. Just yeah. want to make sure. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Not everybody got that best audio position, right? <laughs> right. No, not everyone, not everyone. <laughs> yeah, I thought we saved that for people. No, no, the, like, for the, wait, for the second one, for, for the uh, second screening, I think. Yeah. Why would you save it for people? Is that I just no, spent all the money like, for myself to make this. They're the paying audience. Yeah, they're the paying audience. Yeah, so like, yeah, no, I think it was yeah. the second one, but it was like the first time I was really watching it, like, on the big screen. Yeah, and then, yeah. How was it? How, how was, was it? Goosebump? Kind of, kind of. Um, well, when it started, and then I was like, oh, wow, it's like, you know, in a proper setting, like, yeah, it actually is a film. Yeah. It's like, a bit wow. surreal. And yes, it is. Surreal. It is. Yeah, it's very yeah. surreal, yeah. But then, like, soon after, then I start to analyze, like, but is it is it true at all that you know when you go for these festivals and you meet all these well i guess it applies to both of you as well you know uh, both films you go and meet all these rub shoulders with these people and that and then that and then you read all these stories about how it becomes like a hit and it hit in this in the festival context and then it gets to come something bigger in a in a commercial release and so on they, you know and, and, and do our films actually go down the same that same path as well no, it, it's not magic. It's not like, oh, hi, I'm, I, I had drinks with you and, yeah. <laughs> and you know, 
Yeah, and suddenly magic happens. <laughs> yeah. But it's about, I guess it's about meeting the right people there as well. Like, it's important who attends these things. and It's incremental. Right. Yeah, I think, yeah. I'm just yeah, thinking, um, Scott did Mingxiu before you all went in, you know, tell him like, it's okay, it's just a screening. Because <laughs> of your first, your first experience and <laughs> watching yeah. it. It's yeah, like, not Scott, just yeah. like... Actually, like, I mean, I know of like the experience there because like when, when, when they came back, like, he did tell me and so like, partially I was like, how's it going to be? Like, okay, I just won't get my expectations up, you know? Like, it's just going to be, right? It's just going to happen. Like, it'll be up there, be cool. But like when we like the first day when actually even before like we 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 took the flight over like through the emails like the the people there were you know really helpful and really nice like even through the emails you know so like when we when 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 we got there and like we met them we were like oh wow actually like the people there are really like you know like happy about this and all that so like we got picked up at the airport like, yeah we got picked up at the airport <laughs> so so Mingxi how are you. How were you liken watching your first feature? In, I mean, uh, for the first, I mean, your feature in the, for the first time on the like you described, and watching your own t- very first TV show for the first time, and you because since you came from that TV background, how's that? How does that feel differently or the same? I I don't Im- even remember when I watched my first TV show get aired. It's so long ago. It's, it's diff- different kick to see your name. Yeah, I guess. And also, I mean, TV is a very different animal. And and I think over the years, I've kind of learned the hard way. Whatever you do, even if you create it or whatever, it is not yours. Because everybody along the line is going to tell you what to do and how to do it. And if you fight back against that, then they're just going to label you a troublemaker. Should right. make a web series for a thousand dollars instead. Yeah, I know because I guess it's a bit similar to these. And, and I mean, like, like you hear of, you hear of. I mean, even for big name directors in Hollywood, you hear of them, you know, having uh, like, like having clashes yeah. with executives and that sort of thing. And and it's not that. At least a big name. Yeah. And at least, and at least, they make better money in Singapore. And at least with Hollywood executives, right? It'll make you know the news. That, you know that it involves millions and millions and millions of dollars. So it makes sense that Pleasure. the responsibility <laughs> and, and, and but, that sort of thing. But in this case, <laughs> not, but so you don't, you don't feel like, the same. In this. It's like it's like it's fun. It's like what's the point of fighting? Oh. Yeah, right. Yeah. So so along the way, I basically learned that oh, you know what? It it's fine. Like like you have to distance if you're. If you're doing work for hire, you have to distance yourself from the product. It doesn't mean that you don't put effort into it or whatever, but you cannot let yourself feel... You, you, you can't be putting your own life on the line. Yeah. yeah. You can't let yourself feel like for it. Right. It's, it's a safety measure for your own mental health. Yeah. yeah. Join us next week as Christian, Jason, Mingxiu and Scott complete their Uncool stories. From all of us at Uncool, together with the team at the Freelance Creative Exchange Podcast, we thank you for listening and wish you all the best for 2022. Happy New Year!